What's up, people? Jason DeBilius. This is Rob McLean. This is Sports Debate Tuesday. This is episode 33. The episode starts right now. Hey, what's up? Jason DeBellis. This is Rob. Keep it McLean McLean. Thank you for having us back in your living room or wherever you may be. And this is truly the week where I get to sing, we've got to give the people, <laughs> give the people what they want. Hey, Rob, I'm so, so excited about the NFL. I mean, I don't know what's going to look like. We got week one coming up. We have a special section called Pick Six, where we pick the six most difficult uh, or competitive games. And you, the fans, get to submit your six. And every week, Rob and I compete against the different fans. And we'll do a cumulative win-loss record of us against our our guests. This week, I believe, is Brendan Fang. Next week, I'm hoping to get Trevor Crabb because I know know he's big on football, and as well as Ty Lue. Um, Lakers beat the um, the Rockets yesterday. We're going to talk about them and where the path steers against against what seems like this highway to hell or this inevitable path with the Clippers. But uh, first things first, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. I mean, if I didn't talk about this, it would be as volleyball players, it would be volleyball malpractice. All right. Uh, first thing up is in a lengthy. Uh, we're talking about Kerry Walsh. Okay, in a lengthy Instagram post Sunday night, three-time Olympic gold medalist and volleyball player, beach volleyball player, Carrie Waltz Jennings, laid out her opposition to wearing face masks as it takes away individual rights and discussed her little exercise in being brave on going shopping without wearing a mask. Um, Before you answer this, before I pose the question, there's something um, I wanted to read. Um... And we're, we're definitely going to cover this in depth a little bit. Um, she basically said this after she said she, she did this experiment, this brave experiment. She went to the store and without wearing a mask. And after that, she said, this statement woke, woke me up. And the truth of it has had me obsessing on the matter of how I can mindfully and compassionately stand up for my rights and for the freedom of our constitution has granted us all without being reckless or putting anyone else in danger. Um, but highlighting, uh, thank you, Dakita Dawn asked me to post this, what a lot of people might have had a problem with, and now I just lost it on Facebook. I can't believe this. Um, all right, I'll skip that part. Let's talk about this long post, and but, but where we have to highlight I almost feel like it's a straw man fallacy <laughs> to take this little part of this, these elongated um, um, post and use it to represent her argument as a collective whole. But Rob, when you first saw this post or heard about this post and you had a chance to, to, to examine it, what was your reaction? Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I saw it pretty late uh, and a lot of people had commented whatever stuff they had commented on already. Um, for one, being in the volleyball community, it's very nice to hear, uh, the outspoken voices of, you know, people who are trying to really push, um, the right message, which is a message of love, you know, which is, I think the hardest thing for me is, uh, when I first really became like, when I first knew, knew or heard of Kerry Walsh. Um, and Misty May, um, you know, Carrie was such a brimming character and she had such a message to bring. And, and I feel like after volleyball players have to, you know, create such a a different life for themselves and, um, they'll still always have the platform that they have. Uh, that's what they fought for their entire careers. Each one of us volleyball players fight for a platform to to express our views. Um, so I have no problem with people expressing their views, but the way things are today, everybody has a very big voice on social media. They can, if they say the most craziest things, the most ridiculous things, or just regular you know, people just doing great things. They have great followings of people. And 
<clears throat> the people that that watch you and follow you, you know, you're an idol to them, just like your children. You know, I don't have children of my own, but you know, looking at you know a person who is a mother of children, I, I can see that she's seen things from a lot of different perspectives. You know, um, kids back to school, kids not back to school. You know, there's a lot of conversation going on out there. Um, but the collective understanding is that to wear a mask is not mandated, but it's almost respectful at this point, you know? And I think in a, in a time of, of a time where we are, when you realize what's happening all around us, I think the biggest thing that you need is to show your core values, right? And whether it's an experiment or not, that's, that's great. She got that off her chest, you know, whether she's going to keep experimenting is, you know, we'll see. But I think that the common understanding is that it's, 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 it's the decency of the person next to you to protect themselves as well as you. And <clears throat> I just see that as like a, a like a, a, sh a selfish move, but it's not a big deal where I think she's a horrible person or I think she's, you know, done something to, to harm people, you know, intentionally. Um, but that's just the deal. If you understand enough to know that you could hurt somebody, just protect yourself. It's not difficult to wear a mask. It's not taking a freedoms. I thought someone had a great, great post about, you know, people talk about slavery all over the world and all the centuries of the world. Let's talk about women's rights. You know, if we want to talk about Black Lives Matter, how about women matter? And it's been for a very, very, very long time that women have been put down and been the second person in society. And now there's a minority and a majority. So there's another second in, you know, in the world. And it just doesn't have to be like that, you know. So <clears throat> I thought Jen Kessie really said it was the, the, the best where they had played each other in Dubai. And you have women that aren't even, aren't even allowed to go into the stadium. Women that aren't even allowed to play sports. You know, that's freedom. That's not having freedom. So, yes, we do have freedoms in these countries, but we can also abuse those freedoms. You know, freedom of speech can be abused. It can be. You know, it's not that it shouldn't be allowed, but you have to just be a little bit conscious to understand that there are bad things out there that you don't have to hear all the time, that you don't have to see all the time. You know, that's just a very common understanding that there are bad things and you don't have to listen to them. You don't have to hear them. You know, it's the same thing with mental health. You know, you have to better yourself and be better. So for me, when I saw that, it was just a lot of mixed emotions where I thought somebody who could, you know, lead in a, the right direction to maybe, you know, fuse, you know, a community, you know, uh, t towards a better direction towards love. I don't, I just don't get how all of her earlier messages of love and togetherness and to be, it, it leads from this message of, you know, I'm not going to wear a mask when everybody else is wearing a mask. You know, it's just a really rebellious, you know, move. And I, again, I have nothing against people who don't wear a mask. It's just, you know, you can, that's your choice, you know, yeah. and you're choosing to either, you know, show some decency or to not, you know, and it's not, you don't have to wear a mask, you know, when you go out for a walk, you know, it's just when you're around people in a tight space, like that's not, it's just a little indecent. All right, Rob, um, before I say what I got to say. Um, you, you, you made some very strong points. When you went into women's rights, I thought you were, you were veering off a little bit, but watching you bring it uh, back full circle makes complete sense to me. And, and sometimes patience is a virtue because once again, your genius has come through for, for making a, a, more, a, a bigger point across, across for everybody listening. Um, but before I say what I want to say, I got to say, free speech, let's talk about rights. Free speech protects you from government persecution. It doesn't, per, per, it doesn't protect you from other free speech. You, free speech doesn't protect you from getting fired at your job. You can't call your boss an asshole and, and expect to keep your job. Um, 
I will also agree with you that just because something's your right does not always make it a good idea. I bring your attention to the Second Amendment, right? It's your right to, it's a constitutional right to bear arms. But if anyone knows anything about my grandmother, on my fa- you know, on my father's side, who thought aliens are streetlights, we don't want her having a gun because it's her right. So, um, so I think the whole general blanket of be brave because we're free is, is, is however noble in its intent is lazy in its assertion. I'm not going to lie. Casey, you better you better brace your seat for what I'm about to say right now because this is my first take uh, first and then what, um, what I'm about to... Uh, and then looking back. When I first saw this and just this story, I said, this woman's off her rocker. And I said, Casey, please call me. What the hell? What the hell is going on with this? Please just, just talk to me before I even go on the show and then have this one-dimensional spiel that derives from something we call a straw man fallacy. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, home, a straw man fallacy is when you take one small part of someone's argument and you use it to represent them as a, as a whole. And before, you know, um, uh, you know, I had to take a step back because I'm like, let me just read the whole post, you know, and then I read the whole post and then I read the whole post and then I read the whole post. This thing was long. Her follow up was long and her follow up from her follow up was long. So um, my first take and what I feel now are two completely different things because I think there were so many good points that she put into this. It's entirely unfair to take these one or two things. And there's something else that she said that 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 upset a lot of people, particularly African-American beach players. Um, not a lot of beach players are speaking up on about this because it's Kerry Walsh, right? I mean, you say something bad about her, it's like saying Candyman three times. Someone comes to your door and you're a dead man. It's probably Casey Jennings who, who defends his wife tooth and nail. Listen. My girl, someone says something about her. Guess what? I'm waiting outside too. We scrapping. So, um, so from my first take to this, we had, and we had this discussion before. Remember, we we had this discussion about something, someone saying something that comes from their heart. The difference between what comes from their heart and what's missing in their head. This is living proof that those things are not mutually exclusive. They're binary. It did come from her heart, and there's a lot of stuff missing from her head. This whole thing about going to the store and going without a mask uh, 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 was a test of bravery for herself is highly illogical. And this is where everyone uh, was disappointed in her. Okay, um, the, the end of her post on, on her, her revamp, she, she, she had a quote from Thomas Jefferson. I prefer dangerous to freedom. I, I prefer dangerous freedom to peaceful slavery. People are going to disagree with that, okay? Thomas Jefferson's my dude. The dude owned slaves, but but he he took a quote that I use all the time: patriotism, uh, dissension, is the greatest form of patriotism. Your ability to disagree, to have an open mind, as um, and to exercise your constitutional rights of free speech, as long as your rights are you exercising your rights, don't infringe upon the rights and the safety and the security of others. And this is where I disagree with her. If you take off, for the people at home in March, I thought wearing a mask protects you from getting it. And yeah, it provides some protection, but not really. Not really, a very low percentage. The higher percentage comes from you wearing the mask in case you have it. It, it prevents you more from giving it to somebody else. There are going to be a lot of dic- doctors that disagree on the art of the mask, but but you're not going to find a large percentage of doctors that that that, that will not stipulate to to, the, to the, some level of protection wearing a mask in case you have it, right? Because Rob, this disease, it's a, it, you could be symptomatic or you could have no symptoms and still have it, you know? I mean, if I had Ty Loomis on the show, he's probably thinking there's some kind of electric shock in your blood, you know, and still by the government. I mean, I mean, there are going to be a lot of opinions, but I'm talking about a general consensus. So I thought, I don't think she was out of line. I just thought she had an opinion and she tried something and I didn't think it was the smartest freaking thing in the world. I thought it was a big mistake on her part. I think it's a big mistake to compare uh, people who value their safety to slavery. Um, you know, I'll cite some players. Falafanoi Moana had a problem with that. Local talent, CBVA talent, Takeda Dawn had a problem with them. I, I don't mean to throw their names out there, but they put it on social media. And once you put something um, on social media like she did, guess what? It's it's not, we're not minding our own business right now. Um, so, one, I think she's wrongheaded in her approach and her level of thinking on that and only that. 
But two, the most important thing, I think it's incredibly unfair for people to use this as a straw person fallacy to, to represent what, what her intention of the post is as a collective whole. She's talking about taking care of yourself. She's talking about staying healthy. She's talking about if you, if you by chance do get this virus, there, there, are, there are the science. Now, I'm not going to say scientific fact, but the scientific studies show that being healthier helps you combat the, the virus better. That's a very, very, very big, strong point in, in her diatribe um, that a lot of people are overlooking because of what they disagree. Rob, in our society, you can do 19 things right and one thing wrong, and people are quick to jump on you on the one thing wrong. Then you got someone like Rush Limbaugh who does a whole bunch of things wrong but contributes like $3 million to, to, to Gold Star Families, and he gets, he gets the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So, I, I mean, um, it's... It's, it's a weird society, and I'm not going to argue slippery slope because I'm not arguing slippery slope. She is flawed in her post, and she is right in her, right in her post. And she left herself vulnerable because that's called taking a chance. She, sometimes you're thinking out loud. You're trying to put things in the words. You, 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 it's not like she, she did this to inflict pain, emotional pain on people. She, she did, um, it's not like she did this to, to show people, you know, like, oh, this is the mistake I made and it's okay. That's, not, that's honestly not where I think she was coming from with this. So, um, and it's really weird even talking about this as volleyball players because we met her so many times personally and if you've ever met anyone that's ever met her you feel like you've known her for years for anyone that's ever met her you know that she treats everybody the same for anyone that's ever met her her niceness and hey how you doing hey what's going on that's not phony in our in our world rob there are a lot of people and that that do that and i'm like you're a phony that bitch is phony no, no, you know what? Uh -uh. You're going to have to miss me with that. You're phony. No, her niceness comes from this genuinely great place. So, um, and a lot of people think that I'm speaking out of loyalty to Casey because Casey, along with Duncan Avery, Deron Forbes, and John Mayer, you know, when I moved here, kind of helped me with the meeting of the minds and even even uh, made me gainfully employed. But, but I have you on the show, Rob, because... To put it in a political fashion, our critical thinking skills determine our vote. Our vote does not determine our critical thinking skills. So it's um, that's my take, my first take, and then my second take. Um, again, I had a chance to, to speak to Casey, and Casey and I have infinitely different um, a social, political, and ideological philosophies, but... To take those things and to vilify someone um, for making a mistake that we both can, we both can see it as just as as, as um, ignorance, not not stupid, ignorance, maybe not knowing any better, you know, is is fair and unfair. Carrie's uh, and I'll and I'll finish with this, and the floor is yours. Ignore the trolls. They're going to be people that say, oh, she's, uh, I mean, I've heard, I've seen so many hurtful things out there. Oh, she's a racist. Oh, that's from her heart. She's, she's not a racist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's what's missing from someone's head. So, and someone of that stature doesn't feed the trolls anyway. But a lot of the feedback she got and a level of disappointment truly hurt that one because she wasn't trying to hurt people's feelings. She's home right now thinking about this. She's not saying I don't give a F what they think. She does give a F what they think. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to say one more thing. Uh, about her that I think I know, that I think I'm right. On a subconscious level, this woman wants everybody to like her. And I know that because I'm that person. I want everybody to like me. Sometimes people aren't going to like you. Sometimes people have their mind made up. Sometimes you say something or do something that disappoints someone. And that's where it comes from. She, she's an inherently nice person. And I don't think it's in her intention to get everyone to like her. I just think on a subconscious level and on a human level and on a vulnerable level, we all feel that way. Everyone says, oh, I don't care what people think, but that's not true. I say, I don't care what people think all the time. But on a subconscious level, I want people to like me. <laughs> You know, so that's my take on Carrie. And is is um? Did you want to um follow up on that? Um, no, I'm okay. I, I it's just uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, everybody has their opinion. You know, it's fine to them. But yeah, just you got to know who you are. It's like 
this is what I was going to say too, is that, Please. you know, you have to compare her to, you know, people at the top of other sports. You know what I mean? Like imagine if LeBron is saying, cause it, to her, to us, you know, she is like, you know, the old head, the man who Ginobili, you know, or, you know, the, you know, the Carmelo Anthony or, you know, she's at the end of her career, but she's still a legend, you know? <clears throat> so you have, like, people say she's one of the greatest, you know, beach volleyball players in U.S. history, you know, maybe of all time, you know, yeah. medals wise, yeah. you well, know, definitely for me, up there. Jack, so, Jackie Silva, but go ahead. You know, um, <clears throat> so when somebody says something like that, you know, legend of all time, Pele, you know, Muhammad Ali, when somebody says something, people immediately listen, you know, and to, to not, and I'm not calling it rambling, but to, to, to think out loud publicly, you know, in a public figure st stature, you know, it's just, it's a very vulnerable thing. It's a very, ah, I can't find my words to, it's, it's not, <clears throat> it's just not a, it's not a conducive to a progressive conversation. You know, you can say things you might want to take back or, oh, I didn't mean that, but it's out there, you know, so I just think maybe, you know, you can think things through and then come back with, you know, a message because it, it seemed like she was trying to create a message uh, from a situation instead of, you know, having a message and then fulfilling that with, you know, the situation. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, uh, that's, that's all I got to say, really. It's just I would love to see, you know, people go the other way and just you know, two weeks, you know, two months of everybody obeying, you know, and just doing something and then, Hey, we'll be out of the, out of the woodworks, but everybody has to do their own thing all the time. And again, that's freedom, but that's why we're now behind people. You know, we're, we're in a different, you know, we're in a different century, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's not 1920, you know, we're not trying to, you know, expand the United States, you know, it's, that's being brave is going out West. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. This is different, man. This is, you know, you have to do it with your mind. You have to, you know. Yeah. This is, and this is why <sighs> I, I have less of a problem with this because, as we said on this podcast, if you don't behave like adults, the government will treat you like children. Like you said, if we can't go two straight months without people saying, oh, I don't give a damn, F it, this, F it, that, then, you know, it's going to be shut down again. And then, then all politics comes in because um, don't think that the people who disagree with her post don't have any are, are not politically inclined to disagree as well. I mean, and don't think the people defending her tooth and nail are, 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 are not people that share her political ideology. I mean, um, um, our recent president has, has, has hijacked all, all but hijacked sports, uh, um, and you know, on, on via Twitter. And that's, unfortunately that's, that's something I don't want to talk about right now, but, but, um, it, um, there's no one on either side of the aisle that, that will disagree with that. And his name has been in every, involved in every single sport. Um, it's like Candyman again. <laughs> Got right. Um, just one more thing too is like, if you disagree with what she's doing, you know, think about yourself what you're going to speak back. Don't just speak back in hatred or, you know, disbelief or, you know, come back with like an understood point of why and just everybody can have a little point of why this is unnecessary and why why they feel like it's you know not helpful to the situation going forward because cool let's all take our masks off and then it's what like oh let's make sure anybody with anybody that's already had uh, immune problems that means they've gone through some horrible horrible things in their life you know already let's just make them have no life and no connection and no other people around them because that's what they really need in their life. You know, yeah. like how, how shallow does your thinking go? Like zero empathy, zero outrospection, zero thinking about other people. I'm sorry. There's no being brave in that. Uh, I, I, I Like the words that were chosen in that post, like I, I don't want to keep going on this because I think I'm just going to keep well, talking about negative things. They were chosen. It's a, it came in a separate paragraph. It came in its own separate paragraph. So of course it was chosen. It wasn't like, was two it wasn't lumped it into was one a, paragraph. So, yeah, there's just a lot of context there where I would love to have a conversation, 
Like, because mm-hmm. I think that there was a lot of raw thought there, and that's for conversation. That's not for a definitive statement. And that's what social media is: is a statement, yeah. a written statement. You can't, you can delete it, but you can't take that back. It's on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, that is a statement. So that's why it means something different than oh, I was just trying to try something out, and I'm I'm just an experiment. Like, how do you call an experiment? But then you're being brave, right? Like. It's a one-time thing. That's an experiment. You know, an experiment is a one-time deal. You know, it's not like a, uh, I'm going to try something out and then if it works, you know, maybe I keep going forward with it. But it's a one-time deal. It's a, I'm going to try it out. You know, like if you want to be brave, say that I'm going to do this going forward and state your points and this is what's going to happen and, you know, people follow through. If that was that message, I'd understand people, you know, I love this. I love that, you know. Go for your, you know, be brave because that is brave. But that that it seemed like be being brave was the end of the sentence, you know, the end of the paragraph. It wasn't, you know, the statement being made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yep. And yeah, and I like how you said that. Look, we have Rob. We have friends that have some just some crazy ideas. That doesn't make them. Totally. It doesn't make them our enemy. It doesn't mean we don't like them. Um, to quote Joe Rogan, he says, I have some pretty insane friends and I love them to pieces. Okay. I'm not saying Carrie and I are close friends like that. We're not fishing buddies. And, you know, again, I'm closer to people that are close to her than, than her herself. Um, but she's no exception. She's not the exception that rewrites the rules. She's, she's someone that we, we adore that had a crazy idea. <laughs> and that's all. And really that's all this is, you know, I'm not saying it's much ado about nothing because that would be mis- just disingenuous to me because it isn't nothing. If it is, if it was nothing, it wouldn't be, you know, we'd be talking about the NFL right now. We'd be talking about, um, Israel Adesanya against Costa, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. I can't wait. Um, and be i will end this by saying casey and and carrie or both are more than welcome to come on our show and talk to us about this either on the option podcast we can go one-on-one or come on sports debate tuesday and we could talk about that so um, or privately first yeah you know, like well i mean you know, we like i said not live we can talk <laughs> not live yeah. <laughs> we could just we you could know. just pre-air and she'd be like don't know okay cut that part out you know but i mean come on dude i'm I'm not gonna sound like a brat but you can go on espn and have popular people ask you softball questions but those those aren't the people that i mean she's trying to appeal to to, pe- to tra- people that are um she's transcend she's transcendent of the sport I mean people that don't watch the sport know who she is but sometimes you got to come home sometimes you got to come full circle and the the concentration of people who view my podcast and this episode are a huge conglomerate of volleyball players from like 18, 18 different countries you know so and it's they are more than welcome anytime they want to come on this show i welcome them with open arms you know my office my studio has a big social distance thing anyway <laughs> so i mean you know this is a pretty big room if, if she calls me from across the room they, they charge a long distance all right, so good. We we shut the door on that unless someone wants to post and open that, and we'll we'll answer those things later. Because right now this is live, and with and we're gonna, we will take some active questions or active posts. Um, and Deron Forbes has already <laughs> spoke out. Cool, that's our boss. Let's move on. Hey Rob, let's move on to the NFL. Every week uh, for the entire NFL season, we're gonna have something called Pick Six. People, Pick Six is where we take six competitive games from the NFL and Rob and I pick our winners and you we select a fan um, to pick their six and then the next week we compare win-loss records the entire season is going to be dedicated to you Rob and I against you the fans a cumulative win-loss record if you will of, of our pick six so let's start with pick number one Rob let's start with the Dallas Cowboys versus the Rams Uh, I mean, I'm going to probably go Cowboys, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, you're going Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Cowboys, too. Um, wait a second. Stand Cowboys. Wait Hope they lose, but I'm picking them. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to scroll. This thing's not letting me scroll. Thank you. Week one of 17. Cowboys against the Rams. I'm going to go with Cowboys. The Rams um, don't really have a proven running game against Gurley. And I think the Cowboys right now with the people they have at um, on defense and in the back, like the back four, 
as well as a, a strong linebacking core that you could stack eight in the box. Um, actually, you don't need to stop, stack eight in the box. They don't have a real running threat since Gurley left. And Goff, they're gonna. I think they're gonna feast on on Jared Goff, and I think that's a home game for the Rams. And I'll find out in a minute. That's what I was looking to scroll for. Um, number two game, number two, Green Bay against the Green Bay Packers against the Minnesota Vikings. Mm, that's a good game. Um, it's always a good, it's always a good game. That one. I probably got to go with uh, you know Green Bay. I think that you know regardless of who. You know, uh, there's a lot of teams who could have players out, you know, um, just with the coronavirus and not playing the season. But I think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is that transcending kind of player where, man, he's just going to he's going to win a game if he can. So I, I'd, I'd probably pick him, especially with Kirk Cousins, kind of the choke choke man, highest paid choke man in the league. So, yeah, I'm probably going to go against the Vikings on that one. Just lost Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Minnesota. Uh, Green Bay, if you look at their win-loss record, Rob, it's like cumulative. Like the last decade, it is ridiculously good. It is ridiculously good, starting from 2011 all the way up to now, where I think they were 15-1. and one. And they're always going to be like 12-4, and 13-3, occasionally have an 8-8 eight eight season. Rodgers got hurt. That wasn't one of their best seasons. But if you look at the division. And splitting the difference on some of these teams, there hasn't been a more successful team, divisional rival uh, than than the Minnesota Vikings, and they always seem to win that game at home. Uh, and and I think Rogers stumbles out of the block on this one. I'm going to pick Minnesota. <clears throat> uh, let's go Pittsburgh Steelers against the New York Giants. Your G-men. Ah. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, he's I'm goes, ah. gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Giants on this one. Ooh, you got I like, uh, yeah, I like, uh, I like what they're doing on offense. Um, I think the defense uh, has a lot of uh, ifs, ifs, ends, or buts. So, I think by this week we'll figure out if they're a good team or not. And uh, I think the Steelers had a couple players not that are, that aren't coming through this year. I want to think. So I'm hoping for a. You know, coronavirus victory. You know, where a couple of players aren't really, aren't really there because they chose not to be there this season. But um, yeah, I'm liking what the Giants have, so I'm gonna go with my G-man. I'm gonna go with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, because if you're looking at teams that are that have weaknesses in certain areas, particularly um, the linebacker position with the Giants, and particularly um, run blocking with Pittsburgh. And this and that, I call it a wash. And if it's a wash, I'm always going to go with the better coach. That's Mike Tomlin, who last year lost Ben Roethlisberger, who lost Le'Veon Bell, and who lost Antonio Brown, and still managed to finish eight and eight. Um, make mine. Um, much as I love my G-man, <laughs> I gotta go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the third game. Let's go. Actually, we got one, two, three, four, five. Do I even have six? What's wrong with me? Let's go. Bucks against the Saints. Ooh, interesting game. Mm. Brady against Breeze right I'm out of the box. Probably, <laughs> I'm probably going to go with uh, the Bucks on this one. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of excitement. Um, they just signed Leonard Fournette, so they really solidified their uh, their run game. You know, especially with their front line um, and their defense. You know, is great. Some great receivers. Tom Brady's throwing a good deep ball. Uh, I definitely love to see what the Bucks do in the first week, but um, I mean, in the, in the you know in the preseason. Or, but yeah, I'm definitely going with the Bucks in this one. Oh, when the Saints come marching in! Oh, when the Saints come marching in! Well, who am I even kidding? The Saints are going to get whooped. They have a stout defense, but at no time have they faced a receiving core and a fresh blocking and good catching tight end in Gronkowski. Gronkowski was his number one target with the Patriots. Gronkowski, even in his prime, is not even the number two target in this offense with Godwin and with Evans, who's on my fantasy team, by the way. And Brady finally has some people to throw to he know he ain't got excuses and he's not into the business of making up excuses on this one he's gonna come in balls out make mine tampa bay bucks all right we got cleveland browns against the baltimore ravens 
Uh, yeah, I got to go Ravens on this one. <clears throat> I just uh, – the, the, the Cleveland Browns got another new head coach. You know, they got a whole system they got to implement. Um, who knows where Miles Garrett, Garrett's head's at. Um, Baker Mayfield hasn't been playing the best football. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's – you know, confidence is all at an all-time high like it was coming out of college. So – and that was my biggest knock on him is if he doesn't have his confidence, what does he have? He doesn't have, you know, the size. He has a little bit of the arm, but, you know, he's, he's you know, tough pick. So uh, i just not a big fan of the Cleveland Browns. I'm not a fan, big fan of the Cleveland Browns either. Um, and it really centers behind one person. It's Baker Mayfield. The guy's attitude from college all the way up to the pros has rubbed me the wrong way. And they split with the Ravens last year. And when they beat the Ravens, they really, really rubbed it in. They rubbed it in in the game when they were winning. They rubbed it in at the end. The same thing that happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are truly creating division rivals with everyone they're playing in their division. Outside of the division, mostly, but highlighting who their division was. And it left such a bad taste in the mouth of John Harbaugh, um, Jackson, and basically the entire defense, defense, that they probably told themselves, anyone but him, I am never losing to this team again. They, the second time they played them, they beat them. They made a statement game. And the statements meaning uh, were determined by what everyone else thinks. They made a statement game because everyone else thought that the better team won. And I think the better team's going to win this time. And I expect them to put some extra sauce on it from, to send a message in the beginning of the season from day one. Um, the sixth game, I didn't even have a sixth one written down, but I think you probably know what's going to be, and I'll just flash it up. Buffalo Bills <laughs> and the New York Jets. Well, I mean, I've got to go Bills on this one. I mean, <clears throat> Jets are still really unproven. Um, I don't even know. Is Le'Veon Bell still with them? Yeah. Didn't they trade yeah. him? No, no he's, they with still... him. he's still with him. That's good though, because they don't got anything else. You know, they they got Sam Darnold, but he's you know a toss up. I, I never really liked him out of college. I always thought he needed maybe a couple more years. Um, and then uh, yeah, I just you know their defense is kind of always the same kind of deal where they keep getting defensive linemen and they just don't really have a talent. How do you draft Darrell Revis and then you never get a cornerback? again? I don't get it. So yeah. for me. <laughs> I uh, I just can never go with the Jets. So yeah, I can't go with the Jets for so many reasons. I mean, Adam Gase is still unproven. Um, the one of the weirdest looking people I've ever seen, and Stephen A. Smith on first take keeps highlighting that. Um, but I think he's really made a statement of getting rid of anyone that 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 is not on board with what he's doing. I mean, the the guy you're talking about they traded was the cornerback who was their best probably their best defensive player. He got traded to, to Seattle or just or just outright released. I don't even know. People the people watching you can tell me, but I like Gase, but I don't trust Sam Darnold. I don't trust any I haven't trusted a USC quarterback since what? Troy Aikman. Okay? Um and that was with Jimmy Jones and and a crude up Dallas Cowboys team. So, um Buffalo spent a lot of money on a defense, and I expect their defense to get two turnovers, and I expect one of those turnovers to result in a score, field goal, or a touchdown. And if they're they're doing that on on defense, their discipline on this no name running back core, along with Josh Allen, who's who has who has great legs, um, as far as creating uh creating time or just breaking out, you know, for a few few yards. I would love for him to slide more, dude. I would love for him to, to not go for those extra yards. You you are a quarterback in the NFL. You have to Russell Wilson that, that stuff, boy. You got to protect yourself. Russell Wilson, the reason why he's healthy is he gets his yards and he, he runs out of bounds and he throws defenses fits. But um, let's just skip all that and I'm picking the Bills. That's that's not um, – <laughs> and that's that's a rich stadium too? No, that's – no, you're going to have to miss me with that one. The Jets are not winning that game. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's move on. Let's move on. We're moving on to the NBA sports debate Tuesday. We just keep on going. Uh, last night, the Lakers defeated the Rockets, um, 112 to 102. Nice 10 point victory by the Lakers over a very capable, um, offensive jugger, um, juggernaut. I will call them. They're a little small, but they're but they they play big on on, on scoring points, don't they? They just light up the world with threes. So the Lakers, mm-hmm. as well as the Clippers, right now have a two games to one lead on their opposition, and it looks like this highway to hell 
uh, for the NBA conference, Western Conference Finals will be will be held, well not in LA but in the bubble, but but um, Staples Center, LA, LA. Staples yeah Staples Center is there in spirit. So Rob, my question is, with both teams on this path to face each other, is can the Rockets or the Nuggets, um, how should I say, spoil the party? Which team? has a better chance of spoiling that West, the West Coast party um, between the Rockets and the Nuggets? <clears throat> I, I'd have to say the oof, probably the Rockets because I think that they have more defensive cap- capable players. Um, but I really don't think either of these teams are capable of beating. Uh, in the seven-game series, absolutely not. But, you know, I don't think that – you know, win four games for the Nuggets against the Clippers. I just think the Clippers are a better version of the Nuggets. You know, they play a little bit more defense. They maybe aren't as good at offense, but, you know, they, they're they just – the Nuggets play no defense. And then, uh, you know, the Rockets just don't have the players to really compete against uh, the Lakers in the sense that um, they have to just – play their game they got to shoot a ton of threes they got to score 140 points and they got to hope that you know lebron and and ad you know don't have the gas to keep up with them this is the time to do that so i think that uh the rockets have a lot more of a chance Uh, i don't think it's really possible um that they're gonna do it um but yeah they just they they can put up the points and they can play a little bit more defense so uh, even if the roles were reversed, I think the Rockets would have a better chance against the Clippers than, you know, the Nuggets do now. And the Nuggets would do worse against the Lakers than uh, the, the Rockets would. So, in my opinion, I think the, the, the Nuggets look awesome. I can't wait to see if they're going to be in the next couple of years, but they're just out of their league right now. And, uh, you know, it's going to be nice to see the, you know, the Clippers play. I can't. I don't even want to see this small five anymore. So hopefully the Rockets do lose in four. <clears throat> I mean in five. You know, so that would be nice. La, la. It's gonna happen. I think la, la happens, and I mean, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm really going out on the limb to to say that um <laughs> that no one would be surprised if both teams won four zero. Oh wow, Jason, you really went out on a limb on that one. Oh my God, your 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 journalism is is above and beyond the call of duty. Um, something about the Lakers. I mean, when I first saw this matchup, I I said I thought that it would be more competitive with the Lakers and and whatever. But something that's not talked about about the Lakers is the coaching because we I already said and you might agree with this, the winner of the East Coast or the the last teams in the from the Eastern Conference. Are going to be it's going to be about coaching and the last teams from the western are going to be about players i don't think a lot of people dispute that um but with that being said the ability for the lakers to make adjustments just after playing game one is amazing and vogel is to be respected jason kidd who's his assistant is to be respected lebron james who's been kind of an on-court coach since high school is to be respected and just this simple adjustment of matching up Anthony Davis with PJ Tucker is is ridiculous. Davis, Davis, I don't even, I mean, I have it here somewhere, but I mean, right, the highlight was James scoring 31, 36 points last night, seven boards. Um, Harden also put up 33, but Rondo, Rondo was the story of last night's game with 21 points and nine assists. He just started lighting it up uh, when it was super necessary because it was kind of back and forth. It's just the scoring swings with Seesaw. So I look at how they make adjustments. Uh, um, between each game, and they just get better and better, and I and I think they're going to win four one, and that's and that's sad because I, I really like the Rockets, I really like their small ball, the Nuggets. I think they're also going to lose four one because the Clippers uh, have so many two way players. You know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Be- Patrick Beverly. You just you just have so many two-way players. Not to mention these European guys that can light up the scoreboard from the jump shot to just dunking on people's heads. Um, so both go four to one. But I will say, if there's anyone that goes four to two, the, I think the Rockets can probably win one if they have one of those days where they're just throwing, they're just jacking up the threes and have a day where they can't miss. Because not even the best defense in the world is not going to stop that if someone's just. 
you know, rolling up on you and it's like, okay, you give me this space, I'm going to shoot it. You give me half court, I'm going to shoot it. And we've seen the Rockets, just like the Warriors, have games like that, but not enough to win four out of seven times. Yeah, James Harden's got to drop 50. You know, that's just... (laughs) If he's not dropping 50, that team's not going to win. That's just what it is. The only reason they're even running a small ball team is because of James Harden. No one else in the league. I don't even care if it's Mike D'Antoni. He wouldn't have uh, the cojones to do that, right? He wouldn't have the 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 fire to say to his owner that, "Hey, we're gonna go and trade our you know seven foot center who's doing really well, and just because he got injured, and you know play small ball for the next however many years until my contract's over, like." No way you're doing that unless James Harden's dropping 50 and 16 and, you know, a steal or two, you know, like something. Like he cannot be dropping 33, not getting to the foul line, you know, more than 10 times. Like, come on, man. You got to – come on, man. You got to start picking up your game. <laughs> oh, my God. You – said at all so for the people listening to us live we're going to do shame or no shame but you're going to have to be patient with our transition all right this we're going to uh, do the fivb thing and the the quick question thing consolidate that because i don't think we need to go talk a long time about that uh this section ladies and gentlemen is called shame or no shame 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 do that rob shame or no shame josh gordon sells super bowl ring for 138k i mean honestly no shame because you know he didn't really even play in the game he just got the ring for being on the team so i mean i think it's a good memorabilia but if you're gonna get 35k you know how much he sell for 300 138k yeah 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 get that money yeah, of course. Listen, a lot of these players owe more money than them than what they're making. And a lot of the fact he got cut, uh, he's back. He signed with Seattle recently, but he, I think when he sold his ring, he was out of a job, man. The guy has to, the guy has to, you know, have some kind of money. He has to, he has to be able to live. So um, I, I first thought shame, but in light of the fact he, he got a ring and didn't even play in the Super Bowl, got to go with you, Rob. No shame. And we are counting down for no reason at all. <laughs> All right, Rob, we're going to lift that, that honk, that horn honk, and we are going to go shame or no shame. Rob, shame or no shame. Uh, Jefferson, Richard Jefferson called the Greek freak a Pippin and needs a Jordan. Shame or no shame? Uh, I mean, no shame because that's the truth. I mean, uh, if, you, if you're not a scorer in the NBA, you can only be a star. And I'm not saying that Giannis is not a superstar. He is a superstar, but... He can only be a superstar when he gets, uh, you know, a running mate. You know, like, it's just no offense. It's like Jordan or Pippen. Like, if Jordan didn't have Pippen, he would only be a star. He would be the greatest star you'd ever see, but he's only a star. He wouldn't be winning championships. So everybody needs a, needs somebody. It's very few. Even LeBron can't do it. A lot of sides of this argument, and I got to go no shame because if you look at Scottie Pippen, Scottie Pippen's listed as one of the top 50 players of all time. Greek Freak is definitely going to be listed as one of the top 50 players of all time and, and due time. If he does what everyone thinks he is, he might be top 15, maybe even scratch the, the surface or sniff the surface of the top 10. But until then, until then, he's putting up a bunch of boards and he's been a good, a good team leader as, Pip, as Pippen has when Jordan was gone. But the results as far as getting, how far he's getting has been the same, Rob. So got to go no shame. Good job on Jefferson, who I see all the time in the South Bay. Uh, shame or no shame, Djokovic defaults for beaning a line judge. Shame or no shame? I mean, got to go shame because, <laughs> I mean, it was a real dumb move, but he does it all the time, you know? I just think that, you know, he's the player that, you know, has all the antics. You know, he's an amazing tennis player, you know, but he's just he's just got to reel it in a little bit. And I think, you know, maybe Federer can talk to him a little bit because, you know, Federer was that same kind of party guy, do too much, do extra, extra. And then when he settled down, man, he became one of the greatest of all time. And Djokovic is already one of the greatest. So only imagine. 
Shame, 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 shame a fool. Sometimes when you swing your racket and sometimes when you catch these little tantrums, of course it's not you that gets hit by the dropping rock. No, it's going to be the person standing next to you. She was the person standing next to him. And you, I buy a lotto ticket on the chances of getting hit in the throat, but it happened. He has to apologize, and everybody else that has done this has gotten um, has defaulted. If you look historically, anyone that's done this kind of thing where someone else gets hurt has been a default. So, um, yeah. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because my impulse says it. Shame or no shame, Washington, um, whatever their team name is right now, releases Adrian Peterson. Shame or no shame? I mean... Again, I don't know too much behind it, but, you know, Adrian Peterson's a pretty outspoken guy. Um, he also wants a very, you know, a very substantial role in the offenses, even to this day. And, uh, you know, he's, his body's not at peak position anymore, you know, condition anymore. So I can understand it. Um, so I'd have to say no, no shame, but I hope somebody picks him up. Yeah, man. I say... Um, no shame because consistency is the key. And I mean, he, I don't think he cost him a lot of money in the first place. So a lot of people would say shame because, you know, if he's, if you get him for dirt cheap, you, and you're lucky enough to have someone that takes care of his body and that, and that everyone in the locker room respects, he's, he's only going to do the locker room help and not do the locker room harm, but no shame because Washington's going a younger direction. They got the young quarterback. They got young, you know, they got a young, um, d uh, defensive back in back core. So, um, yeah, no shame. I mean, I don't even, again, it's silly just to even bring this one up, but there you have it just the same. Um, and that concludes our shame, but no shame segment, people. Let's get my Robbie. We're back. All right, Rob, this section is called Quick Question. <laughs> we did a good job last week, much better than the week before, and let's see if we could do a better job than we did last week, okay? Wherever we are constant, ever-improving versions of ourselves, and let's roll, my man. Uh, quick question. Who has a better chance of winning the Olympic gold medal for beach volleyball next year? Is it Kleiman and Ross or is it Malin Sorum? Um, I'd have to go with Kleiman and Ross. I think that the competition on the men's side is like just super stiff, you know, where anybody from the top 10 could pull off a win. You know, Brower Musin could, could win the gold, honestly. So, <clears throat> yeah, I just think that, you know, with a player like Alice Kleiman, her height dominates. So, Yeah, I got, I'm going to go with actually Mullen Sorum. I think, like you said, there are a lot of people on any given day that could beat anybody. But when you think about it, um, only the only the well-coached teams and um, like like the, the, the Germans did a really good job. Trevor and Try actually took a set in the Battle of the Bronze. But th those are things you call an outlier, you know, just like climbing and Ross losing to the Czechs, uh, two sets to zero was an outlier. Um, I think momentum wise, if everyone, everything stayed the same, uh, absent of COVID, I go Mullen Sorum, but we both know things do change. Quick question, Rob. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down, Kamara Usman to fight Gilbert uh, Burns at UFC 256. Oh, totally thumbs up. I mean, that's that's going to be a really fun fight. Yeah. Really fun fight. Yeah, I was excited about that fight the first time. Um, they were supposed right. to have it, and he, and, he, and you know he had to pull out. And I'm so glad that that Usman beat Masvidal because now we get to see this fight. You know, um, thumbs up or thumbs down. Ja, my guy from the Grizzlies, voted Rookie of the Year. Double thumbs up. I mean, and people were saying this from the beginning, like, hey. If you're in the if you're in the late if you're in it long enough, you know if you do the longevity as well as great stats, that should win you the the, the chip, not just the not what, just being not great. what you can do, right? Hey, the difference between him and um, Zion uh, for this rookie campaign, if you're looking for a rookie of the year, uh, the best my best ability is called availability. Jaws there the whole time playing game in and game out like a, like a savage. Neither team made the playoffs, but he gets my vote for rookie of the year. Um, Thumbs up or thumbs down, Nets hire Steve Nash as the head coach. I'm going to go thumbs up, but very, very tentatively. I'm not this big fan of just taking point guards and just having them jump the chain of command for head coaching experience. So contingent upon who he picks as his, assist, his coaching staff, um, I'll go thumbs up. 
Um, <clears throat> this might be a little longer than quick, but I would I'll go both. Uh, I'm going to go thumbs up because I definitely think that he has the potential to be a great coach in the way he takes care of his body and the way that he understands the game and the way that you know that all translate to being a good head coach. But I will go thumbs down because it looks like uh, you know someone was saying in their post. There's a lot of great options out there. You know, I'm very surprised that um, <clears throat> Mark Jackson didn't get a call. You know, I thought he would be a perfect mix. A, a perfect proven match coach. For that group, a proven so. head coach, too. Proven head coach. Proven head coach to make a team come from something to Golden State Warriors. You know what I mean? No, so. no doubt. Uh, Montrez Harrell, sixth man of the year. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, thumbs up. Um, for the players that are available to be six man of the year. You know, I still think Lou Williams is always up there, but you can't give it to him every year. Yeah. Mm. Alistair Overeem, uh, one via knockout against a very competitive Rakic, um, who, if there, if he's one fight away from getting a title shot, who's the one guy he's going to have to beat? Like if he's well, a one, a one, then a title shot, who's it going to be? Um, uh, I, honestly, I'm not sure. You know, right. I, I really don't know. Uh, because there's just so many of them. I mean, look, for me, I'll just, I'll go for me. He has to, he has to fight Francis Ngannou again. Ngannou uh, levitated him on an uppercut and, oh, and knocked no. him into the middle of next week. So, so that, about so, so that just means never. <laughs> yeah, he ain't ready for that. Nobody really ready for that. But we got to see the Stipe Francis Ngannou. That's what's going to happen. But, uh, John Jones. I think maybe that would be a great fight to, you know, segue he John into the heavyweight and then, uh, you know, maybe give him a chance to get back, you know? Do you know who would love that fight? John yeah. Jones and Alistair Overeem. They actually sparred right. together. They got more than enough homework on each other. And John Jones looks like, if you look at his body structure, like his hips and where his shoulders are, he looks like he can put on, let's say, he can. He, he walks around 230. I don't think he needs right. to put if he wants to put on anything muscle go 235 240 and he still looks the same I don't think he loses a lot of his speed you know water weight or whatever he could already take well, a hit so so I'm not worried about the heavyweights hitting too hard the guy could already you know he's already got his mouthpiece knocked out by um Daniel Cormier and his uh and his game is not predicated on speed you know like the the problem with me with John is he's not an offensive fighter but he fights like an offensive fighter you know, yeah. he defends the takedown very well, but, you know, he gets hit a lot. And my problem with him is that when you go to that next level, that's why I feel like he didn't want to fight Ojan Blahovic because he's like the teetering on that level of powerful, lightweight to, you know, you know, yeah. pretty powerful. I'm and sure with the reach. Blan Blahovic could go, could go over the, to heavyweight and do some damage too. Yeah, and Blahovic Black, and has a reach. Like... Look at all the powerful people that Jones faced. Like, Glover Teixeira hits hard, but he didn't have the reach. Jones right. is just basically Ric Flair eye-poking him. Pook, pook, pook. And he plans Three that. Stooges you know, style, he plans you know? really well for his fight, so it would be very interesting. Yeah, uh, I feel like to see Overeem fight John Jones because, yeah, it would be you know a very active fighter. John's not the greatest with a very active fighter, as we see with, uh, what's his name, the uh, uh, Reyes. You yeah know. very interesting nice um do you have a sport uh, sports movie of the week yes i got so distracted I, I got a i got like three so i'd like you to go first so mine is the uh the legend of bagger vance um will smith you know older older movie but i you know i stumbled across it not a lot of people I think there's like a couple amazing golf movies out there, like the greatest game ever played, but you know, there's just some amazing golf movies and, and, and the way that they connect you to the sport is just pretty uncanny in a lot of sports, um, a lot of sports movies. So, but that movie for me was very interesting in that, you know, it went back in time. Uh, it showed a really witty, um, you know, <clears throat> caddy, which is a very interesting, you know, there's a very interesting history behind caddies, you know, and how, you know, it was only for like the second class people and they couldn't even play golf, but yet some of the caddies had better information and knowledge than, you know, a lot of these golfers because they just watch golf all day. 
they help them with their game. They see different aspects of it. They're around a high level of game. So <clears throat> Legend Bag Advance, amazing movie. Matt Damon, um, Will Smith, uh, I forget her name, Catherine Zeta-Jones. No, not Catherine Zeta-Jones. What's her name? Uh, Char- Charlize Theron. So, yeah, great cast, great movie. Definitely need to watch. Yeah, that is a that is a pretty cool watch, and it definitely beats uh, beats the hell out of my movie selection of the week. I was doing Necessary Roughness. Necessary Roughness is about a, a core, um, an entire team being disqualified because because of some kind of fraud, and then they had to rebuild a team and make these ragtag group of misfits and um, players have to play Iron Man football um, for the entire season, and they had to get a 38 year old guy who's who's not, you know, not playing anymore, that's, that's never played um, college ball, like recruit him to be the starting quarterback. Necessary roughness. Um, I could go through the cast, but you really don't know anybody on, on this cast. It's, it's an, I would call it more of an ensemble um, film in light of the fact nobody's star power supersedes the other. But there is really, there's a sense of humor about generations of people trying to relate to each other like the quarterbacks in the dorms and his roommate is like 19 years old from the isle of samoa you know um who respects his elders you know the um the people watching this guy walk in the dorms and they're like are you looking for your kid and he's like no i'm looking for my room and they're like oh my god dude i wonder if he knows elvis <laughs> you know so so he was 30 or eight years old i think and his character was but they kept calling him a 40 year old which is what 38 year olds and 37 year olds get called it's like dude i'm, I'm arguing with a 40 year old and and some people are sensitive about your age i'm not 40 yet you know why don't y'all chill why don't y'all wait three years and call me that but um you know i'm 50 so i went through that little phase uh for like two seconds now now I see the end result. I don't even care about age anymore. I'm just celebrating stuff, and I celebrate this movie. Um, necessary roughness. All right. Um, before we go, no shout-outs, but I do want to do like a feed. Um, R.I.P. to Tom Seaver. You were both New Yorkers. For, um, Mets legend. Died at 75 years old. Pitcher. Won the World Series with them um, in 1969. R.I.P. Lou Brock, who uh, for a long time, you know, uh, he was a cardinal. And a Cub, longtime Cub and Cardinal, who led the league in career stolen bases. Of course, that record got crashed by Ricky Henderson, who played with the Oakland A's and then the Yankees and I, and I believe the A's again. Um, love that shot by the Raptors last week, you know, with 0.5 seconds. Um, forgot that kid's name. First name is OG. That's all you need to know. OG <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> The Seahawks re-signed Josh Gordon, so he really could have kept that ring. So big up to Josh Gordon for being back in in the NFL. But if the rules say you got to do something, you have to do something. And I got to quote Stephen A. Smith on this again. Come check out the Stay off the weed. (laughs) And, dude, that's all I got. That's all I got. Many people. Uh, next week we're going to talk about boy, uh, why, uh, the people boycotting sports um, because of their st- kneeling for the flag and because of their social justice stances. And and you, the fans, you can you can message us. But next week we're going to answer: um, Does this affect the bottom line of the owners, and how does it hurt hurt the sport, and how does it help the sport? But we're doing that next week. So just a heads up for our people who are listening and who are watching. For a heads up for Rob, who, who I never tell anything to. And, uh, how is he so good, right? <laughs> Just found out this morning, Jay. We're going to talk about Kerry Walsh. <laughs> um, so, Rob, um, go ahead. Do your send-off because I like it because it's the same thing as every week. you like Russell Simmons from Def Jam. Hey, man, just be safe out there. Wear your masks, please. You know, wash up, <clears throat> be healthy, be safe. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, again, in, in, the, in the bigger scheme of things, if we lose a single year, in our entire lifetimes, I think it'll be okay, you know. But if the longer we hold this off, you know, the longer it's going to be. So yep. let's do it like Sweden, y'all. Yes. Two weeks <laughs> quarantine. Come on. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it real, like how they actually did it, not how we should have done it or why they don't wear masks anymore. Sorry. No, nah, that's – look, I asked you for your opinion and what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say, shut up and dribble? No. <laughs> right? They did, tried to do that to LeBron James. Um, they didn't do it to LeBron James. We did not do it to Kerry Walsh. We ain't telling her to shut up and dribble either. We, but if 
uh, to, to end this, if you put your opinion on Front Street, I know people that disagree with their opinion, the respect, worth both, the respect works both ways, as long as people respectfully disagree. Right. I'm not talking about trolls. Trolls, you know, I'm, I'm going to have trolls. Rob, you're going to have trolls. We don't. If you're a celebrity like she is, don't feed. Kerry, look at me if you can hear this. Don't feed the trolls. Don't answer back. Do not post back to trolls. <laughs> that's people. If people disagree. That's cool, man. But you have to take. If every God, I feel like I'm talking too much about this. But if if everybody talks about how brave this woman is and um, how she's a big advocate for freedom and how people have to be thick skinned about this, that works both ways. That means the criticism. She has to have to have thick skin and take the criticism. Right. Otherwise, who is she? She ain't Carrie Walsh. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's all I got. Well, yeah, go ahead. Well, the other thing is when you when you have a statement, when you have a stance, there's a, there should be a reason behind it. That's why I keep talking about intent. The intent needs to be to, to start a conversation because you feel as though your end is not being heard. That's being brave. You know, so if the whole essence is that you want to do this to start the conversation of do we really need the mask or not, then okay. That's a respectable uh, ideal. Yep. You know, an idea that you'd like to, you know, manifest into fruition. But the idea that just being brave is to walk into a store without the mask. We've had a lot of bravery in this country, you know, especially in the last, you know, six months with our doctors, our, you know, essential workers. And just because they're grocery workers doesn't mean essential, doesn't mean they're, you know, more than anybody else. It just means you can go get food at the grocery store. It means that you can go to the hospital and a doctor can take care of you. That's what essential means. So, the, the whole essence that, you know, we can't do a little bit more so we can get out of this situation. And California, get your testing kits out there, dude. Right. I mean, if whatever whatever definition of essentialism, we don't always agree on what an essential is, but but your point is not wrong either. Um Get the testing kits out there. There are people in New York that have no symptoms that are testing kits, all right? You have elite athletes out there that are get, getting tested five to six, seven times a week. I do not want to hear we don't have enough testing kits. I don't want to, I do not want to hear that testing kits should only be prioritized for people with essential staff. We are the number one industrial, industrialized nation in the world. And if you dare, if you dare to have a, a vaccine next year that you're going to have to, that you're demanding that you make us take, and pay for it. Um, the vaccine has to be consistent with combating a strain that may or uh, uh, with with testing, right? If the testing's not reliable, then stop fucking testing people. And I just cursed. Um, but um, we're the, we California is leans more left than right or whatever in some cases we're in republican space ranger country uh, the beautiful gorgeous Hermosa Beach California and Redondo Beach and Manhattan Beach. We have the means to get everybody tested. So if you want athletes to get out there, if you want people to play on the beach, and if anyone wants to make an argument, go to your governor, go to your city council person, go to your mayor and say, hey, we, we pay our taxes, all right? We're not get, we haven't paid, our taxes did not ask for this virus. The government of the United States gave it to us for free, all right? But we are willing to pay for the testing kits to, to, to get out there. You want a boy season for club? How about you get your kids tested? I'm out of air now. All right, I got just enough air to say this. Rob might love you guys, but I had enough of you, okay? For all of you at home, for all of you in your living room, for all of you on your iPad at Starbucks, for all of you on the lunch line social distancing on your iPhone or your droid. For Rob, keep it McLean McLean. I am Jason DeBeas, and for this week, this is episode 33, and we say, we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.